The Ram Dhamma's Kingdom by Robert P. Fitton. Episode 12, The Return of the Ram Dhamma. Now it was late evening, and Daka had watched McGee stare out the hut window for over three hours. He had long since stopped talking, and she knew that in his wound-up condition she dare not make the slightest disturbance. When Aaron finally walked into the hut, she rose to her feet. He looked at her saddened face and then over to McGee in front of the window. What's the matter? he asked. Did something happen? It's McGee, she whispered. He ran from the locusts. It's very upset. Why? I don't understand. Something to do with the third predicator. I'm very worried about him. Aaron looked over at McGee again and slowly walked toward him. McGee, what is it? What is wrong? There's so much wrong, Aaron, he said, looking into the night. So much is wrong. Daka, I'm sure, already thinks I'm crazy, and I know your opinion of me. I am willing to listen, said Daka as she came over to him. Yes, we are both ready to hear what you have to say, McGee. If something has upset you this much. McGee slowly turned from the window. It was as if all life had been tapped from his body and soul. He felt bewildered. You people have no idea. You have no idea what this kingdom is, what the basin is, he said as he laughed nervously and shook his head. How, how you are all trapped here, under the rule of a man who's not even a man at all. A man who somehow existed for countless eons. I don't know how he's managed it all. Daka mentioned the third predicator. If you have arrived at such incredible conclusions, McGee, why haven't we? Because I know him shouted McGee. He lived on Earth. He commanded vast fortunes and millions of followers. And now, somehow, somehow he has come here. I'm telling you, I don't understand it, he said, looking out the window once again. I have to. I have to. I have to understand. The Face of the Basins, Part 2 Kellogg had been inside the twisted architecture for over eight hours. They had drugged him before the Zoomer made its final approach. All around him was the most unconventional room, bright royal blue, with seemingly indistinct boundaries. He could see where the spongy white floor ended, but it was like being in a giant illusion and very baffling. Ahead of him, the wall was starting to split apart. Yellow light from a transparency security shield blazed into the room, and a dark blue pedestal moved forward. Dressed in his shimmering silver suit behind the shield, the Ram Dhamma took great delight in the general's reaction. Good God! exclaimed Kellogg, afraid to move. Oh, there's no need to address me so formally, General. Does my presence here surprise you? Or perhaps you are anticipating what I might have in store for you. You know you are guilty of crimes. Crimes committed against me so long ago. I do not forget, General. I know how you deliberately tried to destroy Petrero Grande. I will have my revenge. How? How is this possible? Kellogg whispered incredulously. Better yet, better yet. The more relevant question, General. How are you here? I know how and why I am here, but how did you get here? 
You are still in your late 40s or early 50s. You must have left Earth soon after my apparent demise. Begin your explanation. I... I... Not very convincing. He said as he stepped out of the security shield and extended his arms. You will kneel in my presence. The proud general, even though his life was on the line, was more reluctant to accede to the wishes of the Ram Dhamma. He tightened his wrist muscles and a slow blue beam moved at Kellogg. He was forced down to his knees. You seem to be in control, said Kellogg with vengeance. Oh, I am in total control, General. I could kill you at any time. Ha ha ha. Then go ahead. I have questions. For instance, how did you get here? Yes, R.T. While I admire the efforts of the Agency, General, I doubt they have acquired the ability to travel through time. Like you? Tell me what happened. Boarded the Ramdama. We passed through a crack in the universe. A pulsating distortion where the two universes bumped together in upper dimensions. That's what Savard called it. Then there are others here. Savard and I were the only ones left. The Ramdama raised his arm, but away from Kellogg. Then he began to concentrate as if he were receiving a signal through his arm. Savad is dead. All prisoners were killed in a mishap at sea. Just how do you know that? You think I'm going to believe a damn thing you tell me? Your friend is dead. Now are you telling me the truth? What is the pit? Why are people here? Why have they committed crimes? Yes, crimes against my kingdom. Oh, so you're the head honcho. I am the third predicator. Just what the hell is going on here? This kingdom, the zones, this place. You are in the Citadel, General. You don't have to worry about this place. I have plans for you. Oh, you do? Yes, I can see your knowledge is severely limited. You will need special training to function within the kingdom. You will have a role that suits your background and intelligence. You see, I am experiencing great problems in the basin. The basin, said Kellogg as he thought. I heard prisoners talking about the basin. The basin is revolting. I want you to command all the zones in the basin. The zones control the basin? Yes, they have very human emotions, but they are not human. You can better sense what the people need, but you will have to do it within the framework of my kingdom. If I refuse, it will be killed, of course. I have given every consideration to you, General. Cooperate and you will find your command to be challenging and rewarding. The choice is up to you. Join us next week for another adventurous episode of the Ram Dhamma's Kingdom, The Oppressed Planet. Produced by Bitten Theatre of the Words.